my name is Tanya Lopez. I'm a Latina mom and chef from the Bronx, New York. Hola, and I'm her son, Miguel Xavier Diaz Lopez. I'm a mechanical engineer working with NASA and studying for a PhD at Johns Hopkins University. We love to share stories about Latinos getting shit done. Hello, everyone, and welcome to More Than Rice and Beans. Today, we have a very special guest. Her name is Catherine, Cat for short. And we're very excited that she's a part of the podcast today. She's going to talk a little bit about her life, her struggles, her and what she's doing right now. We're so curious because she's been through a lot. And I'm sure she has a lot of great stories to share with us. Um, Catherine, how are you? And thank you for being a part of this. Hi, I'm happy to be here. And um, please call me Kat. Please. Oh, Kat. Yes, yes, yes. I love Kat. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So I'm, so I'm so excited that you're here. And most of all, because you are 100% Puerto Rican. Am I right? Raised in New York. Absolutely. In Brooklyn, New York. Oh, my God. So you're New Yorkan just like me. Honey, New Yorkan. <laughs> oh, you also have a New Yorkan coquito. Right? Yes, I do. Wow. almost forgot about that. How could I? <laughs> I know because it's not that time of year. Yeah, but you, know, you tend to forget when it's not the season. That's the thing. Yeah. 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 It's, it's always the time of year if you want some festivities. So. That's true. <laughs> and, you know, sometimes when you're just like really sad and miss your family, why not drink coquito? Yeah, just make some coquito. It cures depression. <laughs> no, but last weekend, was it last week? Yeah, last weekend was the Mark Anthony concert, the virtual one. I had mm-hmm. to make a bottle. We had a bottle. Yeah, exactly. It's perfect. And we had a medalla. Like, it's not a party without those things. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. And um, I know that this podcast really has, uh, it's a little bit about um, how we came out of a very difficult situation, challenges and struggles, and then how we overcame them. So tell us a little bit about you and um, and how you grew up in the U.S. and what were your struggles? And if you didn't really have any struggles as a young person, what did you have any struggles later on and how did you overcome them? That's a whole lot to talk about. Okay. Yes, I know. Well, let's stick to the most important ones because we want our, our listeners to know that there is hope. Of right course on. there is. There's always light at the end of the tunnel. No matter how long that tunnel is, you'll get there. Um, but okay, so growing up in New York, in the U.S., um, I mean, I had a, a fairly good life. Um, my parents were together for about five years of my life which is totally fine with me because they weren't very happy together, if I can say that. So they were happier apart, which made me happier, you know? Um, And I had great mom who worked her butt off to make sure my sister and I had everything that we needed. Maybe not everything we wanted, but everything we needed for sure. She set a great example because both my sister and I are very hard workers and we value money. We don't take it for granted. Um, we value everything that we have in life as well. We're not those kind of people that are just spoiled and like, Oh, you know, I have everything I need and want, whatever. Um, yeah, I make a lot of weird voices. Forgive me. I love it. I love it. <laughs> you can make a lot more. Hey, you know, when New Year weekends, we can even talk really loud and scream. It's okay. If we could do that, watch out. Okay, but me. But yeah, I didn't have a lot of struggles. Uh, not, I guess it didn't seem like struggles for me because we got through it. 
You know, it was more like just things in life that happen and you get through it to the next stage. Um, I feel like I was very fortunate growing up. I was very fortunate in school. I didn't have many issues except for uh, health issues. Um, but even in the workforce, once I got in, I really didn't find that anything held me back from what I wanted to do. As a matter of fact, a lot of doors were open for me, which I didn't expect because I started off in the administrative field in entertainment. I worked for Viacom, MTV, Showtime, even did voiceovers, which is the whole voice thing I do. Um, <laughs> oh, no wonder you sound like Dora. Oh, I sound like Dora. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so it, my career started there, but I wound up deciding out of nowhere that I wanted to go into catering. I had zero experience in that, but I always had a passion for food. And I always watched PBS with Daisy Martinez, with Jacques Pepin, with, you know, Lydia Bastianich. So that was before Food Network. Um, I thought, I got to be able to do this. I have no idea how, but I guess me putting that out into the universe opened those doors and I wound up getting into catering as a coordinator, but getting into it, which also led to event planning, which was something else I didn't know you could get paid for doing. I just like decorating stuff and making stuff look pretty. So like I said, I don't see how being a Latina for me had any issues. I, I always was very fortunate to have things go well for me. Um, my biggest issue was always my health, unfortunately. Yeah, I, I, I definitely understand because I know a, a lot of people who really didn't um, have very tough struggles. You know, they were able to manage manage it in very different ways. And some people just learn to just brush it off, you know, and just continue whatever it is. And, and that's a, I had a mindset where if I went through something and it just really impacted me very strongly, I would be like, okay, that person is out of my life or I just have to continue because if I don't continue, I'm not going to survive. And for me, my mentality was I need to survive. So I need to survive this jungle, this jungle, 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 jungle. So, and then there were things I just wouldn't, like we say in Spanish, coge la pecho. Like, right. I, you know, it's like, and, you know, and that mentality actually helped me out a lot. So I can definitely understand that. Um, you said you had some physical challenges and um, what were they? And can you tell us a little bit about them and how you overcame them? Sure. Um, so in 2008, I was diagnosed with autoimmune disorder. Um, they put it under the umbrella of lupus um, and also, uh, what is it called? Undifferentiated connective tissue disease, which is where your immune system attacks the tissues that protect your organs. So slowly it eats away at those tissues to destroy your organs. So my body hates itself. Oh my is what goodness. It's telling me, right. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't know about it most of my life, but I know that I had the symptoms growing up because, uh, it was fatigued, easily bruising, um, rash on your face, which I always had. Um, anyway, there were, there were a bunch of symptoms um, that I ignored just thinking it was either just my diet or just stress or what have you. But it was more than that. And I didn't find out until my early 30s. And unfortunately, it started to get worse before it got better. Um, I went into remission for a few years. And then in 2018, um, it came back. 
and it came back really hard. It attacked my central nervous system. I wasn't able to walk. I wasn't able to speak and I wasn't able to do what I love, cook or do parties. Um, it was just really devastating because I had no idea what was happening. I thought that was the end. I didn't know how I was going to get past that. But, um, my boyfriend, he's a big believer in natural remedies and he put me onto the whole holistic lifestyle and he introduced me to a holistic doctor. Um, if I could just plug in real quick, you could edit it if you want to, but Dr. Kelman, Raphael Kelman, he is a lifesaver. He, he brought me back to who I am today, just making all these plans with treatments and supplements and vitamins. At first I was real skeptical, like what, this is all crap I could get at the pharmacy. How's this going to help me? But sure enough, it did. It took a while mm -hmm. because it, it takes a little bit longer than traditional medications do, but there's no side effects. And that's the best part of it. Now, I will say that even though I got better from that, um, just this past September of 2020, it attacked my brain. And so once again, I was knocked down. Oh my um, God. But I bounced back much faster because it's not even a year. And here I am able to speak again, able to walk and dance and do all the things I love to do again. Wepa, girl. Yeah. Wepa. Let me tell you. Yes, <laughs> mio. Woo. That's beautiful. Oh, okay. That gave me goosebumps. <laughs> and how does, how does an experience like that, I mean, even when it attacked your brain, how does that like change? How did that change your perspective? on things um i mean how does it change my perspective I, the only thing i can say is that i fully wholeheartedly believe in holistic remedies um i also believe that i shouldn't wait on anything anymore as in life if i want to do something i'm gonna do it i'm not gonna let anything stop me anymore because i don't know if anything is gonna happen. not that i want to think pessimistically but realistically at any point in time it could attack something else and that's gonna put a pause on my life and so every time there's that pause on my life, I'm fighting so that we could go back to play. And I want to make sure that while we're in play mode, I'm getting all that I can get done in that time. Because I'm not going to sit there sick saying, why didn't I do this? Why didn't I go there? Why didn't I say this? No more regrets. So I'm curious to know, would you do something super daring? Like what would it be? Super daring? Huh. I don't wait. I'm not that crazy. That, I, I, I'm not that crazy. But, um, I don't know. I've always wanted to, and this is a thing for younger people. I totally get, but I want to go backpacking. Like I want to not know exactly what my next destination is and just have my, my beef jerky and some bottled water in my backpack and a map that I don't really understand. You know, come on, let's just go North. Meanwhile, we're going West. Who cares? I want to do that. That seems a little Dora. Dora, you can do it. Go back to Dora. <laughs> Why did I say that? <laughs> Backpack, right? That's like <laughs> exactly. And then I'm the map. I'm the map. Oh, I'm the map. <laughs> <laughs> and what, but you know, actually, uh, I I could say I grew up watching it, but not really. Has it been my kids? I grew up. Yeah, I grew up watching it. it. You you were grown watching it. <laughs> I was really drawn by it. I was like, this is so cool. And then the song sticks in your freaking head. It's terrible. 
So uh, going back to holistic <laughs> remedies, um, I know that my grandmother was one of them that she would always come up with this concoction of things. And I even have one at home that I created like five years ago and it's still good. And it has herbs and acolado and all this other stuff that she tells me to put together when you have a fever, you just rub it on and blah, blah, blah. And we also use these little things that they used to use, like manteca de ubre and that kind of stuff, and Vicks. Vicks, of course. If no. <laughs> not a real Puerto Rican, I'm sorry. Yes, Vicks all over the place. <laughs> you need that stuff. Yeah, so those were her remedies, <laughs> holistic remedies. <laughs> but they were really um, such a beautiful memory knowing that that they also went back to their own um, roots and their own Taino, in, you know, and even people from Spain, like the urban areas from Spain use holistic remedies as well, that we always think that Spanish, you know, only use certain kind of things, but they use, you know, um, and she was Spanish and she was, she's half Span Spaniard and half Puerto Rican. So she definitely had combined those two and created her own little concoctions. So it was really cool. So um, I am also curious to know um, exactly when you overcame all your, you know, your physical um, challenges, what are you doing now? What is uh, motivating you? Like, I know that you said that you wanted to do things now that you never had a chance to do. So what exactly are you doing now? Uh, now to keep myself busy and just keep the creative mode, um, I decided to dabble in food photography, which also includes me having to come up with new recipes as well. So I'm I'm just mostly thinking of different things to cook, not necessarily Puerto Rican stuff, but some included, um, but as many kinds of cuisines as I can try, because I was also a very picky eater growing up. Like mm. I didn't eat anything. So I am now trying to expand my palate a little bit more, try new flavors, try new foods and get them captured in a really beautiful way because I'm all about color. So I love when food has a lot of bold colors in it and you can capture that in a photo. I think it just looks incredible. So that's just what I'm doing now is trying to be a little more on the creative side and get into that. I don't know that I want to do it as a career, but... It is a fun hobby right now. And it's keeping my mind calm, no anxiety, not thinking about the way the world is at the moment, you know? Yeah. And I honestly, cooking is like, it takes you to another world, just like playing um, uh, an instrument, mm -hmm. guitar, drum, right? Mr. Marimba guy, NASA, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> he did, he Marimba guy, things. NASA. <laughs> huh? I said, how many instruments does he play? Oh gosh! I don't even, <laughs> I don't even know because well, I mean percussionists. Percussionists usually play like a a, a wide uh, amount of instruments, so I don't even know the amount. <laughs> like the yeah, exact well, number. come on, you got to tell at least one instrument you truly love that takes up the most of the space in his living room. Oh yeah, I mean that's marimba. That's four mallet yeah. marimba, and yeah, it's it takes up like my entire living room. It basically, I so I like to joke that my marimba is really what lives here, and I'm just yeah. like the roommate. <laughs> yes, yes, and um, also that Indian instrument. I always forget the name of it. Oh, tabla. Yeah, tabla, I also yeah. that's a North Indian uh, like percussion instrument that I've been getting into recently. But. And I totally love the rhythms of that. That's so beautiful. Yeah. 
I would love to hear that. I, I don't yes. even know the different names of the different things you hit on, but <laughs> I know when people hit things and they have a rhythm, it sounds amazing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. I have zero rhythm. I can't hit anything. If I hit it, it's just like ba 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 ba. Anything good. <laughs> so I envy you and your awesome talent. Yeah, he has like a long resume of like things that he can continue <laughs> forever and never end. So, but the podcast is kind of short, so we can't let him talk all the time. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I would talk a lot. I talk a lot. <laughs> so, um, what else, uh, Miguel? Do you have any cool questions? Well, I mean, you guys have to talk about how you met. Oh, that's right. Oh my goodness. So. We met, Catherine and I met, Kat and I met when um, I was actually looking for volunteers for Cookie the Chef like a few years ago. She filled out a form and she seemed so interesting and so nice and I just had to meet her. Um, our first time, the first time we met was in, um, of course, in the place in Starbucks because at that time you meet everybody in Starbucks. Um, and it was really nice and just getting to know her. We, were, I know, I don't even know how much time we took talking, but I know it was pretty long. <laughs> it took like a good, like, I guess more than an hour, but it, it, it was very nice getting to know you at that day. And then from now on, we became really cool friends and, we worked together in Comic-Con and uh, so many other things. And um, tell us a little bit more how, what really, what what made you fill out that form in the first place? You know, like what really like brought you to Coquilla Chef and why do you like it? Well, it was a, a time when I was looking for volunteer work and I was looking to work with a Hispanic company also that dealt with hunger issues. And I found you, I found Cookie the Chef. And I was like, oh, hell yeah, I want to work with this person or company. And I filled it out. And I didn't even think I was going to call. You called me or you emailed me rather. You emailed me rather quickly. Um, and then once we got to talking, I was like, oh, hell yeah, I really like what this is about. I like the mission. I want to do this. And it just flowed after that because we got along really well. And I loved all your ideas and your energy was like, yes, let's do this. We got to fix things for the world. Let's do it. So it was like, it was just a really nice experience getting to work with you and getting to learn from you as well. You brought me into so many different aspects of the organization that I didn't expect, like going into schools. Um, we did health first. Um, mm-hmm. You just gave me a lot of opportunities to to get to know different areas of what you were trying to achieve. And I really, really enjoyed that. And I still enjoy seeing everything you're doing, even though I'm not exactly part of it again. But I hope that you'll be able to bring me in soon. Cause yes, yes. Now, now that you're into food photography, you know, I'm going to like be calling you. Oh, I'm like, hello. Yes. <laughs> Yes, especially when I have my classes and I'm too busy just giving the class. I don't no, want to take you pictures. You have no time to take pictures. Let me no, do that. no, no, no. <laughs> so this has been so amazing, Catherine, and getting to know you, getting to actually know different things about you again, because I know we haven't spoken in a while. So um, i sorry that I had to be through a podcast, but, uh, you know, um, I just knew that in my heart, you had a beautiful story to tell, to give people hope and to move people along. I know a lot of people who have lupus and autoimmune disease, and, um, and I hope they get to hear this and feel like they're not alone. Because that's the message that we actually want to bring out to people. Like, you're not alone. You you know, there's people here that understand. There's people here that are for you. And Kat, is there a way that people can reach out to you if they have any questions? 
Sure. Um, you can find me on social media at um, on Instagram at the Cat Feliciano, um, or you can email me catfeliciano at iCloud.com. All right. So can you spell out your um, tag name for for your oh, Instagram? So it's at the T-H-E Cat C-A-T last name Feliciano F like Frank E-L-I-C-I-A-N-O. All right. I hear you have some background music when oh, you're doing. Oh no, it's <laughs> that was the rhythm going to. Stop <laughs> exactly when you finished. Yeah. <laughs> All right, thank you again. Um, we're so happy to have you. Uh, please come back again and muchos besitos. Ciao. Thank Ole. You. Bye, guys. Ole y wepa. Wepa. Yeah.